time for re-engineering your finances with the founder of CP Weldy Group, Charles Weldy. It's time to rock and roll on another edition of Re-Engineering Your Finances, the podcast that helps you learn a little bit about the financial world and how to maybe improve your own situation. I'm Walter Storholt here alongside the star of the program. He is Charles Weldy, the founder of CP Weldy Group with an office in Chad's Ford, PA, right there on Route 52. You can find Charles online by going to cpweldygroup.com. That's cpweldygroup.com. Charles specializes in creating tax-efficient retirement plans. And if you've got questions, we hopefully have answers here on the show each and every time. Charles, thanks for joining us this week. You ready for another fun podcast? topic? Absolutely, Walter. Well, this should be a good one because we're going to talk about one of those financial buzzwords that often gets thrown out there. And I think any advisor worth his or her salt is going to probably have a conversation with you about risk. But then you hear this term risk tolerance thrown out there, a buzzword that gets used in a lot of meetings, I think, with financial advisors. And we have found, Charles, that a lot of people don't have a great understanding about what risk tolerance is and how it really impacts their financial and retirement plan. So we want to give folks the 411 on risk tolerance in today's podcast in a couple of minutes. So Charles, how do you describe risk tolerance to somebody who isn't familiar with the concept? Well, Walter, I would say that you know, risk tolerance is really just getting your temperature in terms of how you're going to react either positively or negatively when markets uh, go down. So for the most part, it's really an emotional gauge of you know, where you are in terms of uh, market volatility. So I would just say this, that we don't live in a linear world and you just can't put your money in stocks and expect them to go up by six plus percent a year. In order to get that premium return, you got to take, uh, you know, some risk reward. And this risk tolerance uh, basically will allow you to uh, or allow the advisor and you to really determine up front, you know, what your stomach is for high or low volatility stocks. I guess I should have asked to start things off, Charles. Is my premise correct in your eyes that most people don't have a good understanding of this concept? I think that most advisors have a worksheet that they use, but I think most consumers don't really have a good idea of how that worksheet is utilized. So, for example, when you do risk tolerance for most people, what you'll find is that most people, and I'm speaking, you know, uh, 30,000 foot view here, but most people are moderate, which means that uh, they're going to have some stocks and bonds in their portfolio. A moderate portfolio would be 60% stocks and 40% fixed income. But once you determine what their risk tolerance is, that's just the foundation because um, you might meet someone who needs to take more risk to get higher returns and the risk tolerance is conservative. And conversely, you might meet people who basically are very aggressive, but they've already met their goals in terms of income and legacies and that type thing. And perhaps they should be taking less risk in their retirement. Yeah, I think it's um, just tough to sometimes get an understanding of something like risk tolerance when you have different definitions or different ways that people determine what somebody's risk tolerance is. What's your particular route for going about determining somebody's risk tolerance? Well, Walter, we subscribe to the bucket planning process, which basically says that you've got three piles of money. You have now money, which generally is in the bank, 
making maybe a 1% rate of return, but it's safe and liquid and people need to have a certain amount of cash in the bank or in an investment that is very stable. Then we have a soon bucket and the soon bucket is monies that are going to be needed sooner rather than later. And for most people that are in their 60s or early 70s, that's a 10 to 12 year time horizon. And then later bucket is the third bucket. That's the bucket for monies that they're not going to need for 10 or 12 years and monies that are actually going to go to the next generation if they happen to have you know, enough dollars that they're not going to be spending it in retirement. So what we do is we basically do a analysis of, hey, how much money are you going to need in the next 10 to 12 years? And there's a risk tolerance questionnaire just specifically for that money. And then we'll have a second risk tolerance questionnaire, which will be for the money that they're not going to need for 10 plus years. And basically what we find is that clients and prospects are investing their money in two separate portfolios just because we don't look at one portfolio and determine what they're going to do stock-wise and what they're going to do bond-wise. We look at two portfolios and set up the cash flow for the remainder of the retirement years. So that risk tolerance that you discover for somebody really does have a major impact on the ultimate plan? It really does. What we find is that the money that they're going to need sooner rather than later is generally stable or conservative. And you know, a conservative portfolio might have 60% fixed income, 40% stocks. And we find out that in the later bucket, their risk tolerance generally is growth. And growth will have a, maybe a 75 to 80% stock allocation with the 15 or 20% uh, fixed income allocation. So the fact that we have two different portfolios um, really will, I believe, increase the probability of the clients and or prospects having a, you know, a better retirement because things are planned a little bit tighter. It's uh, pretty helpful, I think, to have this kind of conversation because it is such an important topic. I'm just curious of all the people that you meet with, Charles, this sounds obviously like something you go through with each and every person who comes through the office. Do you find that most people have a similar risk tolerance or a lot of differences? Yeah, we find that most people are moderate and again, moderate 60% stock, 40% fixed income. But again, you know, depending upon their cash flow needs, maybe that client should be growth oriented. Maybe some people that haven't saved that much might have to be more aggressive. And maybe people that have a very high balance and very little uh, legacy to leave to others that have already made it with a nice pension, maybe they need to be a little bit more conservative. So regardless of what that risk tolerance questionnaire says, and most people it's moderate, there's always a tweak one way or the other depending upon their actual needs. Well, one more thing I think I want to definitely get here from you, Charles, is just a, an example to drive the idea home here. Do you have maybe an example of a plan that you've designed recently for somebody who came in telling you that, you know, after maybe they learned what risk tolerance was or maybe they did know coming in, just they had a very low risk tolerance. They, they were, I guess we can throw another buzzword out there. They were risk averse. What was the situation and what did you do to help that person, you know, put together a proper plan? Yeah, there was a, an elderly woman. She was in her early 80s and she came into my office and obviously she was definitely afraid of the stock market. And basically she had a modest amount of investments that, you know, realistically could have lasted her anywhere from maybe six to 12 years. I mean, that's a big, uh, you know, uh, gap, six to 12 years. But basically she was afraid of running out of money, definitely afraid of the stock market. So what we did is, you know, we basically... I guess for the next five years, she had some cash, she had some savings bonds, 
and then she had uh, maybe some fixed income products. And what we did is we said, all right, we're going to earmark your cash and we're going to earmark your savings bonds to provide you with cash flow for the next five years. And then we're going to take the remaining balance. It was about $250,000 round numbers. And we're going to put it into an income producing annuity that once you hit age 87, I believe it was, it's going to give you income for life. And then uh, in the event that you die prematurely or you know you don't live to spend all that money, it will revert to your family. So you won't lose anything that you've worked for all your life. So to kind of like summarize it you know we basically said look you know your bucket is not going to be a 10-year bucket it's going to be a five-year bucket for the soon money and then the later money we're going to you know start in year six and based upon a two hundred fifty thousand dollar investment we could ascertain that you know that money would last her for the rest of her life you know if she was willing to create an income producing annuity is risk the kind of thing you're talking about with somebody you know kind of pretty early on when they first come in to meet with you yeah, but I would say the younger they are, the more risk that they're willing and should be able to take. Uh, as they get older, obviously less risk. But the real risk, to be honest with you, is running out of money in retirement. So if you believe that stocks will outperform bonds, let's get some stocks into that portfolio. And let's just make sure that regardless of what your risk tolerance score is, that your uh, investments are set up that they're going to outlive you. Well, it's helpful to get this kind of information on the podcast. If you want to have more information, you want to talk a little bit more about it, about your particular situation, because we all are different, as Charles was telling us about. You may have a lot different risk tolerance than somebody else, and that's going to have a big impact on your ultimate plan. So if you want to talk through these things with Charles, a couple things to keep in mind, you can reach out via the website, cpweldygroup.com. That's cpweldygroup.com. You can also call 610-388-7705. Schedule a time to meet and come in and talk to Charles there in the office in Chad's Ford on Route 52. 610-388-7705, your number to call. And again, you can find him online at cpweldygroup.com. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. It's on iTunes. Google Podcasts, uh, coming soon to Spotify as well. And uh, so lots of other places, of course, that you can find the podcast on, depending on your preferred method. And it's always on the website, too, if that's the easiest way for you to go and seek it out and find the podcast as well. Charles, thanks for all the help on this week's show. Another fun topic, and we'll have another one on the agenda for next time around. Thank you, Walter. We'll talk to you soon. That's Charles Welby. I'm Walter Storholt. Thanks for joining us for this week's podcast on Reengineering Your Finances. Financial planning and advisory services are offered through Prosperity Capital Advisors, PCA, an SEC-registered investment advisor. Registration as an investment advisor does not imply a certain level of skill or training. The CP Weldy Group and PCA are separate, non-affiliated entities. PCA does not provide tax or legal advice.